Wings Over the Tuxedo Cats and the World Bleeds Dodger Blue, tonight on Rocks and Dirt. Welcome to Rocks and Dirt. I'm Mike Harper, a Tuxedo Cats production. You know, when we were kids, we didn't have internet, we didn't have cell phones or cable. We had rocks, we had dirt. I seem to remember baseball in there, too. We like to throw back and remember what it was like so that we can appreciate the things we have now. And one of the things I think of when, uh, when I was a kid, and when we were all kids, different levels, is the Beatles, and they all went their separate ways in 1970, and it was almost like it was, a, it was good that they did, and at the time it didn't seem like it, but the fact that they split up in 1970 left them perfect, and when they didn't go too long, they didn't spoil it. What they, what they each did, though, was made their own music, and Paul McCartney made Wings and made a lot of his own solo projects. And Todd's playing for us tonight. The uh, probably the highlight of the Wings era is "Band on the Run," and a song we've recently learned. And so we're kind of high on that right now. Mm-hmm. And as we, we do that, we we say hello to Todd, the producer. Hey, everybody. And Steve as our color commentator. Hey, all I need is a pint a day. If I ever get out of here, if we ever get out of here. <laughs> Hey, I say that they were tearing down from a gig when he wrote that song. If we ever get out of here. <laughs> That's what it feels like. Time. Of course, he's making reference to the song Band on the Run. Uh, uh, one of the things about this song is it occurs to me even now, uh, and what a lot of McCartney songs did, wing songs, was there's several sections to it. They're, you know, they're it's like, like three songs. I yeah, there's like, one. and I think the Beatles even did that to the, some yeah, extent. Beatles did that. Well, you know, Paul did kind that of pasting lot. songs together. I got this little bit over here, Abby Rose, and, and I got this bit over here, and uh, maybe we can make meld them together and make something uh, kind of special. And that's what happened with Band on the Run. The crazy thing is, is, is you listen to some of the lyrics and they make absolutely no sense. You What's Chet about? <laughs> yeah. Right. Good question. Very great yeah. song. Though. A very a colorful, very a light and playful many times, often about love. Uh, but yeah, Sometimes character driven. silliness. Silly love songs. <laughs> even silly. It doesn't even really have to make any sense. It just kind of has to rhyme and roll off your tongue pretty good. And he'll... And catchy melodies. Yeah. He's the king of that. Absolutely. And then harmonies, of course. But I think a lot of his songs were character driven. You think of, uh, when you go all the way back to Eleanor Rigby, or you think of uh, Rocky Raccoon. Yeah. Uh, the, the Sailor Sam, the Jailer Man. <laughs> uh, hey, right here on this song, he's about to talk about The Undertaker. Mm. And he goes, The Undertaker sighed when he saw that. What does he say? Do you remember how it went? It's hard to think of it when it's on, but uh, uh, well, the undertaker took to a, a heavy, heavy sigh, seeing no, no one else had come. come. Yeah, um, that has nothing to do with the, the rest of the song. The county judge held a grudge. It sounds good. What is all that? What's <laughs> up with that? It's exactly anyway, right, and, and this is the stuff we were groomed on. Uh, for me, it was this. This is the first music I heard, and I didn't care what he was saying. I just thought it sounded right, great. It was cool. <laughs> Mm-hmm. 
So Wings comes in the, in the early 70s after a couple of solo albums by Paul. Those albums were McCartney, McCartney and Ram. And Ram. Yeah. And so uh, Wings comes into the scene, and I think they had, I think they had about uh, seven albums in the 70s. I'm gonna, he wanted to put a band together with his wife, Linda, who he had to teach how to sing and play keyboards. He, he wanted her on the road with them. It wasn't her idea. She what says, a, hey, Paul just wanted me to do this. What and a novel idea. They to, took their family on the road. To take a non-musician, essentially. Obviously, she had talent, but it was never developed. Yeah. And taught her how to play the chords. And she had an, uh, an ability to sing harmonies. And I'm sure he was yeah. a taskmaster at times. That's the wing sound. Because he's yeah, Paul. He so, uh, she Paul, was, Denny Lane, and Linda McCartney. Their vocals together, that's the wing's harmony sound. So you got Wildlife, Red Rose Speedway, Band on the Run. Venus and Mars, Wings at the Speed of Sound, London Town, and Back to the Egg from 1971 to 1979, a 70s band. Did Linda write? I think she wrote part of... Uh, uh, Live and Let Die. Yes. Uh, Paul says she wrote the reggae part. Yeah. What does it matter to you? Yeah. I don't know what else. But I maybe. think she contributed a little bit. That, yeah. That's an example of that. Paul her out and helped flesh out her ideas. Yeah. That's probably the coolest song they ever did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is Jet. What's that it about? Sex. We don't know what it's about. I heard it's about his dog or something. I don't know. It's Labrador. Oh, you know what? I think I heard Labrador. that too. Yeah. In fact, uh, my wife Lois had a dog that she named after Jet just to give me a, a thrill. <laughs> <laughs> now, is uh, Mike, is there anything on Red Rose Speedway that's good? My love is on Red Rose Speedway. And there's a... Was that his first solo number one? I think it may I, have been. I think it may have been. Well, I know Wings is a band, but really it's still Paul's solo. Kind yeah. Of Red Rose Speedway had a, a, a medley on side two that was very obscure. Nobody knows about it, but it was one of my, one of my favorites. But this was a this certainly... This is a great song. Yeah. And I, I got into Wings. I was a little kid then, so I knew more about... I was a Wings fan before I was a Beatles fan. I didn't know much about the Beatles. I mean, I'd hear, you know, Hey Jude or Let It Be or or yesterday or whatever on the radio every now and then, but I thought, oh, that's the same guy that's in Wings. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I had older guy. relatives and older, like, like my Uncle Rob, he's probably listening. He, he turned me, he told me, hey, check out the Beatles. Don't, you know, Wings are okay, but Beatles, he's probably listening. Uncle Rob, if you're out there, I think he is. Uh, but yeah, I didn't really get into the Beatles until probably my teens when I started playing guitar and, yeah. and really getting into music. So I was a Wings fan when I was a kid. I love yeah. those songs. Yeah, this is... Uh Probably in my top ten. I don't know. This it's hard. Song, it's, yeah, it's that's hard. A great ballad. All, all, all your all songs ever. Your top ten songs ever. Probably. Yeah. yeah. It's good. It's a nice ballad. Yeah. I tend to like Paul's ballads. I love his rockers too. But when it comes to my favorites, I tend to go. The, to the critics hated them. They they got on him about uh, doing these soft these adult soft ballads. Yeah. But then he did Alamo Band on the Run. The critics they loved it. Who cares what the critics think? But still, I think he wanted their approval in a way. But yeah, yeah. Did, is that when he wrote uh, "Silly Little Love Song"? Yeah, that's exactly, it's exactly that's what it's about. Yeah. What, what what album was that? That Wings was at the speed of sound. That's that was his answer to critics saying people say people just say, "Hey, I write silly and You're like, "What's wrong with that?" You know? Oh, okay. Here yeah. I go well, again. I love you. Was, was that Wings song. or was that some? That was Wings. Wings. It was mm -hmm. three years after yeah. this. It was another number one, I believe. Yeah. Of course, he's got oh. uh, Venus and Mars that has rock show on it, which is a great. Uh, Oh, here, here we go. Oh, this is cool. This is great bass line, too. Real melodic. Like, all of Paul's bass lines are great. Yeah, this boom, is... Boom, 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 boom. Assembly line. Get it? Assembly line yeah. sounds? I where I worked at the time. They were, they were being accused of just putting out these assembly line songs. That's what That's it was. put that on there. Yeah. Okay. I didn't ever realize that until recently. Listen to that bass. 
You know Paul's going to put some great bass, huh? Oh, yeah. A Rickenbacker with flat-wound strings and a pick. And sing while he's playing those oh, yeah. melodies, too. That's yeah. that's. He did it in concert. We saw it. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen it once. How many times have you seen it? Seven. Seven? Seven times. There's a cool breakdown where Paul and Linda and Denny are doing this, uh, I guess, canon or like a row, row, row your boat type thing where they're taking turns singing and they're overlapping each other yeah. in the middle of the song. Yeah. And it's just All Paul right. and Denny. Lane. Denny Lane. There he goes again. I love you. That's what we love song. So this was Paul and Linda. And Wings. And Wings. Mm-hmm. Denny Lane was the other singer. He played rhythm guitar. And yeah, he was with them for the majority of that yeah, time, wasn't he? the whole time of Wings. Yeah. And sometimes it was just Paul, Linda, and Denny on Band on the Run. Yeah. He, the lost, other guys he lost his bandmates. And Paul <laughs> played drums and bass and yeah. lead guitar. And, they, uh, they said, we'll show you. Yeah, exactly. And that's exactly what they did. Piano. Paul plays piano, too, of course. Here's the best uh, live song. This was awesome. Yeah. Bombastic. All the bombs going off. Fireworks. Kaboom. Pyromaniacs. (laughs) Yeah. Produced by George Martin and orchestrated by George Martin. That was his reunion with Beatles producer George Martin. Really? The bombs go off in concert. Yeah. It's weird how it goes suddenly into this next part. Just real... yeah, another segment, another section. There's like no flammer in this. Yeah. Hey. T- time change and everything. Uncle Albert was uh, Wings. It was uh, Al before was Wings. That, was, was that Wings? It was a Paul McCartney solo album, but it was under Paul and Linda McCartney. But okay. I didn't know if that song was a Beatles song or a Wings song, or or uh, I thought it was the Beatles when I heard it when I was a little kid, because it sounded like the Beatles. It was yeah. Paul and all that weird it's almost trivial to whether it's Paul or whether it's Wings because it's kind of one and the same you know, just the label it, if it's labeled I think the, the first wings. drummer in Wings was on this album so. yeah so this was uh, was this 71? yeah early 71 mm-hmm. mid 71 yes again got several parts to it Wildlife was the first Wings album in either late 71 or early 72 I'm not that familiar with that album I don't even know any songs on it I don't think we have to talk about uh, Helen Wills. Now, Henry loves that song. He made me listen to it one day on the way to one of our gigs. And and I was listening to it. I, I, I don't really remember this song. But I know that you guys are very familiar with Helen Wills. <laughs> I know he wrote the song, and it's supposed to sound like Hell on Wheels. And it turned out to be Helen Wills. And y'all do that weird thing at the end. Is that on here? Is that going to be on? If you got Helen Wheels, it'll be at the it's end of the song. It's on the run, but it's only on the American Band the run. That's another story. Will it, will it be on Wingspan? It possibly. Possibly. Okay. It was a single. It was a single released a couple of months before Band the Run. There it is. The American. It wasn't originally on the album Band the Run, but the American record company, record label Capitol, wanted it on there. Yeah. And they added it on there. Stevie, it's just the American version. Yeah. This is it. It's going to be on here? Yeah, it's yeah. at the end of the song. The end of the song is the thing yeah. that we do. After, at the end of every Rocks and Dirt podcast. Sounds like, it sounds like that Fleetwood Mac vacation song. Uh, he's got this nasal, he's using this nasal What's voice. That? Paul had a lot of different voices. Do you remember when you were on vacation and I sent you that link to uh, Fleetwood Mac song? Yeah, it was uh, Holiday Road. Holiday Road. It vacation. sounds like Holiday Road to me. Uh, it stays on one chord most of the song, too. <laughs> yeah, it just goes to one other chord at the chorus. 
And that's just Paul and Linda and Denny. Paul's playing drums and everything. The other guys in the band left, but they went on without him to record this and the Bound to Run album. So when you get to the, uh, you, if you want to hear the, the bye-bye, you okay. skip to the very end. You can hear what we're talking Linda's about. Linda's Moog synthesizer. Oh. There's a funny video on this. It's kind of kind of cheesy. It's on YouTube. That's very, I think it was right before this. Promotional film. It was before I, this? I think the bye-bye is before that's this. That's Paul on the lead guitar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. Here it comes. Okay. That's what we got that from. All right, that's what we're hearing. That's every what time. we worked. We worked our way up to that, so we could, we could finally say. Okay. Bye well, one. from now on, we had to do it together. Uh, right now, well, you know it's got to be done together. It's, it's yeah. right. All right. So there's wings. There's our our featured artist this week. There's there's no uh, no love lost here. I when I heard we were doing wings, I was quite happy about it. Uh, <laughs> when you got a, a McCartney, uh, it's so vast. There's so much you can do. Um, so we decided to focus on uh, just that one element of McCartney, yeah, which right. is probably his most famous. Tried to keep it wings. Tried. We pause for uh, station identification. This is the Tuxedo Guys Podcast Network. Uh, this week we're going to play at the Crazy Cajun. Uh, Todd, if you have something else, I'm going to toss that in first. Uh, we're going to be featuring maybe Eric Clapton. Eric Clapton. Yeah, I'll be our, our featured artist at the Crazy Cajun this week, the Tuxedo Cast Trio. Uh, Thursday at Crazy Cajun and Tyler, 6.30. Thursday, November, what is that, 3, 4, 5, 6? November 6th? Yes. And uh, With some cream, too, right? We got we, we know a lot of Clapton, but we're going to throw a couple of extra ones in there before then. It's going to be good. What's kind of fun is we don't really even know yet. Right. We know. We already know some of the songs, but I mean, we're we're gonna experiment on a couple of them that we. I got several kinda. that I just don't put out there very often. Like, say for instance, uh, "Tears in Heaven" is just a sad song. Yeah. And and yeah. and you don't really want to throw that out much, but on a Clapton night, we do it. Also, uh, with the current uh, political situation, we don't play "I Shot the Sheriff" anymore. Yeah. However, we'll probably do it on Clapton night. Yeah. <laughs> with with Co- the disc- cocaine, we <laughs> never do cocaine. <laughs> Ever. But we're probably going to do cocaine <laughs> on Thursday night. The song. The song, yes. Yeah. <laughs> With a disclaimer. Well, these right. songs are written by J.J. Kale, by the way. He did a lot of J.J. Yeah. Kale written songs that made yeah. big hits. I think Robert Johnson kind of songs. Oh, yeah. Old blues, songs. old blues Robert. Yeah. The tough part about playing at uh, Crazy Cajun is not to fill up on Creole and Catfish <laughs> and then go try to sing for three hours. It's yeah. really hard. So. Yeah, don't. Yeah. We don't. We say go ahead and fill up on the Creole and Catfish, but don't try and play gig directly don't afterward. To, right, don't try to play the gig afterward. <laughs> I'm, I'm guilty of that. <laughs> it's just anyway, so good. really looking forward to that. So, yeah. All right. Then we're going to move on to sports, Mike. Sports. I like sports. Sports is good. Now the Los Angeles Dodgers recently won the World Series in Arlington, Texas, of all places. It was such a weird season, a shortened season. Uh, they beat the Tampa Bay Rays. This was an unusual series, not only because of the obvious conditions that we were under, but it was the first time in a long time that the two best teams in baseball actually met in the World Series. Only the fourth time since the wild card era. Yeah, the, uh, the best teams in terms of the regular season uh, record, and uh, the Dodgers were the best team. And what, what is notable about the Dodgers is they've won their division like eight years in a row now. 
and they finally win the World Series, which just shows to go you, Steve, that you just don't win the World Series. It doesn't happen. If it does, it's like a miracle. I mean, here's the Dodgers. You think this is this, this great, big, large, major market team, and they've only won it a handful of times. Last time was 32 years yeah, ago. 1988. Or before, before that, they won it twice in the 60s. Before that, they won it once in the 50s, and when they used to be the Brooklyn Dodgers, the famous Brooklyn, never won it. Well, you, they, know the, you know the team that always knocked them out in the National League in the 70s was the Reds. Cincinnati Reds! Mm. Thank you for that. Yeah. Uh, but they, they, they contend almost perennially, but they don't, win, they don't go all the way. Very few teams win it more than once, and some never do. Here's an interesting note that I found out about this. I never noticed this while it was going on, but this was the first World Series to feature two cities that held either the NBA or the NHL title the same year. Huh. As the Los Angeles Lakers won the 2020 NBA Finals just last month, and the Tampa Bay Lightning won the 2020 Stanley Cup Finals on September 28th. I did not Tampa know Tampa Bay Lightning, Los Angeles Lakers. <laughs> Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah. Los Angeles Dodgers and Tampa Bay Rays. Actually, uh, looked at going to one of these games uh, or one of the because uh, Arlington was hosting uh, one set of the playoffs as well, one yeah. one of the league, and uh, you know it was pricey as you can imagine. Oh, yeah. But the World Series was very expensive. They so. only let a certain amount of people in too, right? I right. It wasn't. Uh, they didn't fill it up because uh, when I was a kid, all we had was rocks and dirt and World <laughs> Series. You could get in. Uh, you know, for ten bucks or something crazy, and I went to World Series games at the Big Red Machine era, and haven't oh, been to wow. one. Haven't been to one since. Did you go to any of the Rangers games nine years ago or ten years ago? I uh, did not World make it Series. to a World Series. I went to the playoffs yeah. a couple times, but I didn't get to a World Series game. I had a student that went to the World Series game. I said, uh, "Who won?" He goes, "I don't know." <laughs> I said, <laughs> Wasn't Who was playing? I, don't I said, "You went to the World Series. You got to know these things. You need to go check." Yeah. And they lost you to, might run into Mike, and he would definitely want to know. They lost to the Cardinals, uh, and they lost to the Giants. Uh, this is baseball music. <laughs> Major League. Thank you for that. So there you go. There's the, there's the Dodgers. They finally won it. Uh, good for them. So we bleed Dodger blue, <laughs> and, and, and you know, and, and now they've won it, and now they're cel- you know they've been celebrating, and and what's the and the first thing they're going to say? Well, what about next year? What are you going to do for yeah, the first thing they ask? Yeah, can yeah. we can we just enjoy it for enjoy this. Uh, an hour? Can I just have a, a smoke a cigar and have a cigar? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm looking forward to next year, as we always do. Yeah, maybe next year, Rangers. <laughs> I hear uh, 2023 is the first year that they're expecting the Rangers to make any kind of turn. Mm. That's that's really? that's yeah, disheartening. That's yeah, I guess they're they're in that quote rebuilding era. And it takes them a while to do it. So, so there you are for Rocks and Dirt, uh, Mike Harper, along with Steve Graham and Todd Rinley. Looking forward to seeing you uh, on any of the Tuxedo Cats gigs that you find at the TuxedoCats.com. Where you can find T-shirts, you can find masks. Uh, I think Todd's got his own line of underwear now. <laughs> I'm wearing on socks. That was my latest. You think idea. maybe some socks? It would be great. Some Scotty G socks. That would be fun. Maybe you can market those. Our dates, where we're playing, and when? Yeah, on the website and on our Facebook page. Yeah. For all of us at the Tuxedo Cats and Rocks and Dirt, uh, have a wonderful evening, Lois. I'm coming to see you. Bye bye. bye. bye.